0: Uh uh-oh all right look at that it (laughs) worked um we're gonna do a very little introduction because this guest needs absolutely no introduction she's been with us a hundred times at this point it may be four but a hundred in my head but i do want to introduce the newest, well, not even newest, because you've been on the show before too, but I have. the co-host of you from the stoop. How about that? Somebody who has been a guest on the show and I absolutely love, and I have now promoted you from customer to employee owner.
1: I know. I'm super excited. <laughs> um, I, thank you for having me. I mean, I was just excited to even be a guest, and now I get to host with you and Kai, this
0: is an honor. Oh yeah, and least not uh, was it last but not least. Uh, I think we said cousin, didn't we? Well, cousin cousins- Bernadette, aunt. What do you want to be? We, we, we be change cousins. it every time. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's our cousin, Doctor Bernadette. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the relaunch, and um, we're doing video now. So now we've got faces to put behind. So now I've got to like lotion my face before we do this thing, which is a huge thing now. Um, see, Morgan's staring at me like I you know. didn't lotion your face before. I
1: didn't. I didn't I, well, no, I lotion my face every day. But,
0: um,
1: but mostly because I, you know, when I was looking for a backdrop, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, we're going to do video, but don't worry, it shouldn't be that bad. And now I realize, you know what, I'm in a pink, room with dada uh, books in the back and maybe i should have rethought that
0: it's perfectly you know fine what? you've I'm, still yeah. got like that grace period of like new motherhood where i can't like clown you at all but two so, months from now it's on
1: yeah no I, i'll tell you a story about new motherhood yesterday real quick i um my baby Nell, uh, she had her first big blowout in her diaper. If anyone's a parent out there, they know what this looks like. I mean, there was poop in places poop should not be. And so I was like, you know what? Like 911 emergency, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I just like took her to the shower and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold her in the shower. So I stepped in the shower, and then all of a sudden, I remembered I didn't take off my clothes. (laughs) And so I literally showered with my baby. um, And she was naked and getting all clean, and I was in my clothes. And that's what happens when you don't sleep. (laughs) And that's okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, So I think we're going to talk today about they tell me the pandemic's over. That's what they tell me. I know when I look outside, people are living life, and it feels to me like one day the pandemic was on, and the next day everyone must have got a message I didn't. So I thought, you know who I'll talk to, my favorite doctor. Is the pandemic over? I just saw on the news literally an hour ago that there's a uh, another uh, variant of the virus that popped up in Texas and took somebody out took somebody out, that's a horrible way to say it, but, um, that's so true. what's going on? It, can I go outside and just get to it or, or what?
2: So to answer your question, the pandemic is not over.
0: Okay. Right?
2: I think we all need to be clear on that. Just because we've decided to relax some of the, uh, recommendations does not mean that it's a free for all. We just go out here and do whatever we want we still need to practice safety precautions and, you know, we have to use our own wisdom. Um, if you're going, a lot of people who's not vaccinated, you plan on being in there for a while. I mean, why not err on side of safety? It's just that simple to me. Put the mask on and just err on the side of safety because the pandemic is not over we have these new variants now. And, um, you know they are really infectious and are landing people in the hospital and in in um, being on the ventilator.
1: And do you think, Dr. Bernadette? I mean, it's scary out there. I mean, we are seeing people not wearing masks anymore. Mask mandates going up, um, and then we're seeing people that are, you know, uh, making fun of or bull- cyberbullying people who are still wearing masks. You know, so. You know, the importance of a mask, I think, is, is something that we need to reiterate over and over again. But should everyone wear them inside as much as possible if we don't know who's around? How about outside as well? What do you recommend?
2: So I definitely recommend who vaccinated, just put the mask on. And here's the thing. When we talk about bullying, remember that the cost is high. We're talking about lives now. We're not just talking about, you know, you might get a very bad cold and you'll get over it. We're talking about actually losing your life um, to this pandemic. So if I'm in a situation where even if, you know, I'm vaccinated, but if I'm inside and I don't know who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. And I mean, we don't want to go around asking people. I think this is just a time where we use our our common sense and put the mask on. Now, if you're outside outside then you have a little bit more um, leeway there and you can possibly get away without wearing your mask, um, especially if you're vaccinated. But remember, I keep wanting to remind people that me wearing my mask protects you. So when all these people who are not vaccinated are kind of putting protect putting them, because even though we're vaccinated, and this is a point that I really want to stress because I've seen it in the news a lot. You still can get the virus and you still can transmit the virus to someone else. And we never said that um, getting a vaccine would mean that you would not uh, contract the COVID virus. What we said was that it, would like, it would, um, you will likely not end up in the hospital or dead from the virus if you had your vaccine. So I, I know I hear a lot of talk now. Oh, people, you know, someone got the virus and then they, they still got COVID-19. Yes, that's true. That that can definitely happen. But we never said that that wasn't going to happen in the beginning.
0: What? Okay, so I've got, let's just be honest. I know a lot of black people and they're like absolutely adamant that the virus is going to take them or the vaccine is going to take them out. And it's like, yo, know, I can't hang out with you, uh, a because that's stupid, but B, like you're not vaccinating yourself. you're a danger to myself, my elderly parents, anyone I may come across. What can we do to encourage people to to because I think they said the adoption rates is just like plummeting for people who are are getting the vaccine. Is there something we could have done, should have done, will do to encourage more vaccinations?
2: the way I approach it is to ask the simple question, what, what's the problem? Why don't you want to be vaccinated? I think the unvaccinated population, they don't want us preaching to them. Um, you know, they don't want us, you know, being their parent, trying to tell them what to do. But the thing is this to ask a simple question, to have a discussion, what is it that is concerning you about this vaccine? Now, if that's something that I can speak to, then I can speak to that. But if, if it's, um, Taking a then it's probably, they're probably likely not going to get vaccinated no matter what we say, unfortunately, until they face something that is, you know, could be fatal to them or one of their loved ones. And I don't want that to happen. Um, I really still encourage people, you know, there's just get vaccinated. If you don't hear me say anything else, get vaccinated. But I also feel that we have to allow some breathing room um, because we don't want to come off like we're forcing you to do something you don't want want to do. I want everybody to make up their own mind to do this. But the other thing is with this, remember, it's not just about you. So it's not like when you get when you decide not to get vaccinated, it's just a personal decision. You're impacting your family, colleagues, and, and other people. So it's not just about you. You're you know, they're you know, many, many people who decided that they're not going to get vaccinated and that's slowing down, um, us being able to get rid of the.
1: I have to say, so, um, when I was pregnant, the CDC had not, wasn't too sure in the beginning of the guidance they were going to give pregnant women, um, about getting the vaccination. And then the, um, national OBGYN association said, no, actually. antibodies are going to be passed to your baby um, and it's important for pregnant women to get vaccinated and i was a little hesitant i mean you don't know much about the vaccine i have this baby that that is inside me that's my one job is to take care of this child um and and then i decided you know what the one thing that's important is taking care of this child and if she gets antibodies from the vaccine in me then it's really important it's not about me anymore it's about this baby that I'm growing and so I went ahead and got the vaccine in my third trimester I had no bad reactions or anything like that and good news Baby's fine. She's perfectly healthy. But, you know, it is about other people, right? It's not yeah. at that point. It wasn't even about protecting me, but it was a protecting now. Um, and, and now I'm doubling down on making sure I breastfeed to make sure that she gets those antibodies, too, because even though they're saying infants can't die of COVID, that mean, doesn't mean she can't get COVID. And yeah. it's my job as her mom to protect her. Yes.
2: And it's okay to be scared. You know, I, I this is new. It came, you know, it seemed as though it came out of nowhere. Then now we're saying here, take this vaccine. And it, you know, to some people, it seems like we haven't studied the vaccine. We're doing a lot of things in real lifetime. I understand the hesitancy, but many, many people, I mean, come on there's like 50% of us have been vaccinated. So you have a sample population now to look at and say, okay, they got vaccinated and they're still here. We're not dying from being vaccinated. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to encourage people to think it through because with the new variants, the fall is coming, you know, and you see these people um, on the news and when they're And And I I heard a quote today today from a doctor who said how as she's getting ready to put a patient on a ventilator, this person is begging her for the vaccine. It's too late. It's too late. I mean, I can't even imagine as as a physician when you're about to um, intubate someone and they're looking and pleading with you for a vaccine when you're thinking, I wish you had, had gotten the vaccine. We wouldn't be in this situation.
0: What about people who um, had contracted COVID? Is there some, um, cause I know somebody who contracted COVID and they said, well, I can't take the vaccine for like six months because, you know, it's not safe for me to do it. What's the, the, the directions for that type of stuff?
2: So, no, it's not six months, but we do recommend about 90 days. Now, mm-hmm. I actually recommend that uh, my patients start really looking at it around, I don't want days exactly and then and guess what happens then it turns into 120 days then 180 mm. days and now guess what they have COVID again so no we don't recommend six months but we do recommend a waiting period of about 90 days
0: okay so there's something you can't vaccinate me against and that is the anxiety that comes with like so full disclosure where after my first vaccination shot I got like super sick and I was uh just at one point i thought i was going to call the ambulance i was sick for about 2 weeks and almost i had to really like talk to myself to go get the second one cuz i was that scared i thought i was dying um but what like what can people do about the mental aspect of this whole thing because i'm on top of being you know, deathly scared of of covid now you know i've got these people who are wandering around outside living life and you know they're in some way another anxiety inducing thing Uh, on top of like okay it's time to return to work full time and we're going into these environments where maybe our jobs haven't done the 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 full thing of getting the office ready well you know i don't want to sit next to two people who may or may not have gotten the vaccine. And let's be honest, people are going to lie about whether they did because there's a stigma attached to not getting it. They don't want to get it, but they also don't want to be judged for not getting it, which is a little ridiculous. So there is no vaccine for anxiety. What what can we do to kind of get ourselves in a mental space where we're able to navigate this crazy world we now find ourselves with?
2: So there's two parts to that. One is, the anxiety um, that you spoke about initially, um, when you got your vaccine and became very ill and was a little bit hesitant, vaccine. Yeah, we try our best, and you know maybe this is something that we can work on more to actually pre- prepare people for what the outcomes might be or the results might be of you getting the vaccine. We know that you really can get the flu-like symptoms. And so for me, it was easy to prepare myself for that, okay? I know what getting the flu feels like. If this happens, that I'm prepared mentally to deal with this. Going in, I, I do believe, if you go in with the attitude like, oh, I'm just going to get this vaccine and, you know, nothing's really going to happen, then it kind of sets yourself, sets you up for even more anxiety when something happens. Because guess what? As soon as you start feeling sick, you say, oh, I hope I don't get COVID from this vaccine. (laughs) Which you will not, right? Mm -hmm. So preparing yourself to say, you know what? I'm getting this vaccine, and I do understand that I possibly could have flu-like symptoms. So I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to go to the store before I have some flu in the house to take care of myself if indeed I get the flu-like symptoms and then just be prepared for that and knowing that no matter what the outcome is, you're going to get that second vaccine because getting the first vaccine does not fully um, protect you. That's that part of the question. The other part is it is very difficult. You know, people are having a lot of anxiety about going back to the workplace. My thing is you can only do what you can do, okay? I mean, we want our jobs to really protect us. And I hope for the most, you know, to the most part that they do. But you have to be prepared to do all that you can do, which right now is to be vaccinated. Okay. Um, If you're not comfortable being at work without your mask, wear your mask. You know, it's not, you know, necessary, but you can wear it if you you feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, this is your life and your... Wear your feel now put some distance between you, you um, and the in the other person as well, in as much as you can. You know, I'm hoping that most jobs will try to accommodate this and to accommodate people's anxiety as well. Now, the other thing is remember to go back to those basic things that we do to manage our anxiety, like go back to your breathing techniques, go back to your meditation, go back to those things that you normally would do to manage your anxiety. your anxiety, Take that walk at lunchtime to get away from everybody that's in the office. Those things still matter right now, and they will. They might not take your anxiety to zero, but they will definitely take it down. Some. I mean, I'm in an environment every day where I'm exposed to you know, ill and sick people. And so for me, just remembering those techniques that I used before the pandemic and putting those in place, they really, really helped me manage and um, maneuver through my day.
1: And how about if those things don't work? I mean, going to your doctor and talking to them about this, I mean, I'm sure you urge people to do that, but what are the next steps when breathing doesn't help? You know, sometimes, sometimes anxiety is so much that you don't want to even leave the house, and and um, I think that I see that a lot in happening people. So, what are those next steps?
2: So are your next steps, you need to make an appointment with your primary care provider and see what other options could there be right now. Do you need? to talk with a counselor, you know, I mean, we, we don't need to be ashamed if that's what we need at this point, right? Do you need a counselor? Is there some type of um, medication that can help you through this time period? Just because you start something doesn't mean you're going to be on it for the rest of your life. Sometimes we need things in a certain season of our lives, you know? So if you need that, don't be afraid to go get that either.
0: I remember you saying last year when we talked, uh, when we were like still unsure of Uh, some end point to this whole thing that doctors were terrified about flu season coming up because it was so close to the symptoms of COVID that there was going to be some overlap or even some confusion as to what the diagnosis were. We're coming into a second year of this now. Is there a better idea or is it still kind of the same trepidation?
2: Well, you know, to be honest, because people were wearing masks, we had less flu. So we really so, yeah. it really was a great thing. It's like, wow, I didn't really see that many patients with flu this year because of the mask. So, the mask did teach us something. Perhaps maybe we need to always wear a mask during that time of the year. I don't know. But um, we did see less flu. What we're concerned about now are the different variants and um, just the fact that they seem to be making people more sick than the original. Um, COVID 19. And so we are definitely concerned about that and how many of these variants will be out there. I mean, we do see our numbers going up in the hospital with admissions and people being put on the ventilators now. Uh, it's, it's, it's over. over. Oh, and then we still have to, problems we're mm-hmm. going to have to continue.
1: Dr. Brennan, I, I have, so I was an English major in college. I, I mean, I studied Shakespeare, so I don't know anything about science. I'm not going to lie to you. So <laughs> what does a variant actually mean and how does that, like, how does that affect, like, what, it, I know what it kind of means, I guess, but put it, can you put it in my terms so I understand what, why it's different and why it's affecting people differently?
2: Right. So basically it's taking on a different, for lack of better words, a it's, it's taking on a different shape, form, a way to infect you, OK, um, than the original uh, version of the disease has. So, I mean, that's kind of really basic, but that's pretty much what it's done. Okay. So it's kind of trying to okay. trick okay. your body, OK, to trick your body to not recognize it as COVID. But it, it is COVID-19. And this one happens to be really, really infectious. Not bad. Okay.
0: Is this something we're gonna have for I hope like, that helps. <laughs> no, that helps.
1: I have no idea. I was I like a wanna, variant. I don't, I don't even know don't, what that means. Technical <laughs> speak about what it was.
0: <laughs> Is this something that's gonna be like a yearly thing, like the flu? And then secondarily, can I get the flu shot with the vaccine too? Like it there's no problem with getting both, right?
2: Absolutely no problem. In fact, we still recommend that you get your flu vaccine, okay? Um, and you know that has nothing to do with getting the COVID vaccine. And your other question was, when is this going to end? Is that what you? said? I mean, <laughs> if we
0: if we I, get Delta, I mean? yeah, if we get Delta under control, am I going to be looking at Gamma in like six months? Is is? You might. Okay.
2: <laughs> we we need people to get vaccinated. As long as the people get we're still gonna have a problem happen. to deal with. You know. Do you, that's you foresee us
0: going t- back in the house for another six to eight months at some point?
2: I hope. that Should that I happens.
0: be stockpiling canned goods and toilet paper? Toilet
2: paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> you get your Clorox wipes. Right. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. But um, if I, I will never say it's a one hundred percent. It will never happen. Uh, we hope that it doesn't. But right now, that's the reason the message that we're really spreading to everybody is please help us so that it doesn't happen. So if we don't want it to happen, then we have to get vaccinated. That's just the bottom line. You know, it's interesting. I hear people say what they don't want. But what are you willing to do so that it doesn't happen? You know, so we got to, you know, just roll your sleeve up. Go ahead. Let's try this. And I have I have these conversations with people in my family. Now I don't want to get it. I don't know what many, many put our
1: lives at risk and not getting it. You're putting your life at risk.
2: Okay? So at some point you're just going to have to step up to the plate and say hey, if I want to go back to my normal life and, and you know probably need to redefine what normal is but if I want to go back to life without mask and not being afraid all the time of being around people we're going to need more people to get vaccinated.
1: When you hear people um, say that they're not going to get vaccinated. Um and like you said, no one wants to be lectured to. We're seeing that probably the people who are not getting vaccinated at this point are vaccinations are everywhere. You can go to Costco and they'll give you a vaccination. So there's an uh, there's an underlying reason, right? Yes. So what's the number one reason people are giving you when they when you talk to them? So I just
2: talked to someone today. And he told me he's just scared of the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. That, and I felt, um actually, I was fine with him being able to tell me, you know, hey, look, I'm scared. because as much as we're saying, get vaccinated. There's a, you know, this other group of people who are telling you all these horrible things about the vaccine. So at some point you're like, well, who do I believe? You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and we tend to always want to listen to the people who are saying what we want to hear anyway, you know? So if you're having people saying don't get vaccinated, you tend to listen more to them. So yes, um, people are scared. Um, people keep bringing up the fact that, well, even if I get vaccinated, I'm going to get COVID. So they don't really understand what the vaccine is, in the, the intended purpose of the vaccine. And so I think that is something we can clear up. Yes, you can still get it. The thing is, you ha- we hope that you will not end up in the hospital or dead from it. And that was the intention of the vaccine, not to prevent people from getting COVID-19.
1: And if, is it is a true, it's, there's vaccines like that already. Like, this is not something new with the COVID vaccine. I mean, I'm, I used to work in international development and they gave us vaccines. And I always remember one of them was rabies. And I was like, no, it's not that you're not going to get rabies. You just have more time to get to the hospital before you die. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is not something new with the COVID vaccine. Right.
2: Oh, no. I think the thing that's really kind of have people all, you know, up in arms about this one is that so much is going on in real time like we're learning in real time just so much is going on in real time it makes it feel as though we haven't done any research Mm -hmm. and so that's Park. Well what's in it? Did you guys have enough time to test it? Yes, it was tested before we started using it on humans. We wouldn't just stick it in your arm and just say go for <laughs> it. <You know? laughs> I mean that's that's a huge risk, you know. And if you think about it, a lot of people who have stepped up have been healthcare professionals and we wouldn't step up for something that we thought would be harmful to us. Okay. So we do understand that there has been some research. And the other thing that we keep having is that research comes out and then it undermines what we're saying but the the problem is that the lay person typically doesn't know how to interpret the research that comes out they don't know how the study was conducted and all of that makes a big difference when you're deciding whether or not you believe the end result of the research okay i, mean, In- I didn't
1: even know what a variant was so <laughs> i mean right so this is really hard right
2: Another thing on Tuesday, pillsy. well if, if we, we are, are, it's because we learned something Monday night. <laughs>
1: so. And for people who are scared about it, Johnson and Johnson, one shot and done. What do you think about that? Is that just as good as getting the Pfizer and Moderna? At this point, I would
2: say, get the Johnson and Johnson. If you don't want to get two and you just say, I want to be one and done, I will be more than happy with you getting the Johnson and Johnson.
0: Yes. Now, I'll be honest. Um i got the the vaccine because i want to travel and international travel i need call it selfish whatever i need to travel i've been in the states for too long without getting out and i need to travel but now i'm you know now i'm at the point where it's like okay it's time to book the, the flight or it's time to do the hotel and now a new wave of like oh i'm going to another country and it'll be like the Virgin islands or Cancun where it's not the U.S. I S I can't just run into a top flight, you know, hospital, if something goes wrong, what, what can we do to like, kind of alleviate concerns about COVID traveling in the time of COVID traveling internationally. Like, it's not like I'm driving to Georgia where I can kind of control the car environment the whole way and avoid the idiots. Uh, I'm sorry, God's children. Um, i'll be on a plane with god's children landing and being among god's children and uh maybe going to the beach and seeing god's children exercising their free will yes so
2: it's difficult but it can be done i just finished doing a little bit of traveling and what i did here's the thing remember that as you travel and you try to you move out of your house there's more than COVID to contend with. I mean, make sure you're healthy in every aspect. You know, is your diabetes controlled? Is your hypertension controlled? You know, do, have you had your recent stress? So don't. As the only thing you need to be worried about, because there are other conditions that need to be well controlled as well. So for me, making sure that that your overall health is good. Okay, making sure that you are eating right, that you are exercising, that you have had your vaccine, put your mask on. You know, when I was on my flight, everyone had had the mask on, you know, so having your mask on, keeping some distance in as much as you can. I mean, you can't do that on a flight, but you certainly can do it once you leave the flight. So, you know, just practicing those same protocols, washing your hands, all those things that we talked about you know before we said go back out into the world those things still apply so if we continue to do those things wear your mask when you're traveling and make sure that your overall health is well then i think you'll be just fine but i i do want to emphasize that because i think about problem and we only want to focus on COVID, and that could not end well mm-hmm. you know so many people are delayed. have you know, they haven't gotten their colonoscopies. They don't haven't got mammograms. They haven't came in for their physicals or their labs. We can't stop doing those things because COVID is not going to be the only thing that you you'll have to deal with in that situation.
1: Well, and and I'm not the doctor, but correct me if I'm wrong. But people with underlying conditions, uh, they're more likely to get COVID and and get more sick from COVID. So yeah. The diabetes, hypertension. Heart disease, whatever you may have, you got to keep it in check and take your medication or take your insulin because if you don't, you're more likely to get COVID anyway. Absolutely.
2: So keep your health up to par. Eat well. Exercise. Keep your me- you know keep with your meditation. Keep your anxiety under control. All those things are equally as important, you know, as getting your vaccine. I want you to do all those things and get the vaccine. Get the yes. vaccine. <laughs> I'm just gonna focus on this
0: COVID. No, no, that's not a good idea. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I was thinking the other day, I was watching some YouTube clip, you know, there's a hundred doctors on YouTube now. And the guy was saying, uh, he asked the gentleman, when was the last time he saw uh, his primary care physician? And he said, before the pandemic. So we're talking like 20, maybe 2019, best guess, early 2020. There's probably a lot of people out there who, for one reason or another, I'm not going to the doctor in the middle of the pandemic. And now maybe they've just got in the habit of not checking in on themselves. Are you seeing a lot of people who've literally gone almost two years without seeing a primary care physician?
2: I have. And I, have you know, some of them are afraid to come into the office. I mean, you come, you're coming into the doctor's office, you know. So right there, you're thinking, well, I'm going to get exposed to COVID. So we try to reassure them that we are doing everything we can we make sure the rooms are cleaned between each one. I mean, we were doing that before, but we have special solutions that we go in with now. Um, we try to make sure we keep the waiting room to a low capacity, you know, and we t- we've even taken some of the chairs out of our waiting room so that there can only be a certain number of people in there at any given time. And we'd ask our staff to move them from the waiting room back to a um, an exam room rather quickly. So we're doing things to prevent that we have our staff and making sure that they have their mask on and you know I'm wearing gloves and you know taking care of myself so that I can see the patient but a lot of it is that they're afraid as well to come into that environment and I understand that we we still do offer some televisits to help people who just can't come into the office or who just really are, are fearful of coming there but there's only so much I can do on a televisit you know I don't want to ever say that is a reason not because whole year my visit I never yeah anything else in that whole year, so we are encouraging people to come back into the office to have office visits. So there's been some resistance, but for the most part, um, I think we made them feel pretty safe about coming back in.
0: But my Apple Watch tells me what my heart rate is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it, it, like so if you I get too anxious, an <laughs> I mean not replaced, but um. It costs like $700, so I'm going to listen to it a little bit.
2: I'm not against your Apple Watch, but I still want to see you.
1: <laughs>
2: Me and, we can work together
1: with your Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I think the other thing that um, was important to me, I mean, you know, yes, there's not a great thing about telemedicine, but as a person who doesn't have anxiety and who does take medication for my anxiety, I'll tell you what, it was really nice to move to telemedicine for some bits of getting, you know, my medication um, changed if I was a little bit more anxious, right? Because I've been on the same medication for years, So my doctor knows me well enough that, that we've always kind of used, uh, you know, uh, gone up or down. It matters on my moods, right? Or that kind of stuff. And telemedicine has been a big help for me because it has helped with anxiety. And so I was really grateful that a lot of doctors have, like you, have allowed telemedicine because it changed the way I felt. I've actually decided to
2: keep it as a regular part of my office now because of that, you know. um, and I see the need. I really do. You know, before I was probably a little bit hesitant, but there are some things that I definitely feel comfortable with, just like you just said, if you've been a patient of mine for years, we are really just maintaining your medication. It's easy for me to ask you those questions. Hey, check off the, you know, the checklist. Okay. She's doing fine. And then come on in, you know, then I could call your medication in. And even with my telemedicine patients, I, even if, if I need them to do labs, I and then I'll comfortable, you can come in and get your labs done. And I usually try to give them a time when the um, office will have the fewest people there.
1: It's great. Right. I think that that's one thing that's been important, like I said in the beginning, the the idea of mental health during COVID has been... People, it's been hard on everyone, and it's been a hard of people who are on medication and not medication, but um, there's so many things we can do to ensure that, that we still have that mental health and we keep our minds not just as healthy as our bodies. Um, right?
2: I think the good thing though, I mean, you, you know, we talk about mental health in COVID, is that it has allowed us to freely have these conversations about mental. I've seen so many top people talking about it now, which is a good thing. You know, it's sad that it took a pandemic for us to <laughs> be able to come and be, you know, to have these conversations. But I am glad that we are now talking about it more openly.
0: Yeah.
2: The part of- some point, you know, we're going to deal with something that causes us anxiety or causes us stress. So um, these are conversations that are long overdue. um, And, you know, there's some, you know, the pandemic has actually uh, been the catalyst to start some of these talks.
0: I had my first experience with therapy in the last six months, and um, honestly, it worked, it helped. And what was most comforting was it was just a conversation. It wasn't like um, someone peppering with with questions i was forced to answer some tough questions um so that was like you know a little bit of a jarring thing like well why did you do that uh, i don't want to talk to you about that but i realized that you know you have to like what are the, what's that phrase you have to do the work i had yeah. to like get out there and say what i felt you know some tough questions like well why do you feel this way about this and I thought it was a whole bunch of, like, going there and blame your parents for stuff. and um, Which I still what... do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, they, uh, they caught some shots, too. But <laughs> there was a lot what? of things that, uh, you know, I had to work through. And while I, I haven't continued it, I got to the point where I needed to go. And I also like that about it was that therapy was there for me when I needed it. But it wasn't something that I felt obligated to do when I didn't feel like I needed it.
2: And I really think you need to say that again because people don't hear that often. Therapy is conversation. It's like I think we fear that somebody's trying to get in our head and mess with us and make us go to some places we don't want to go. It is conversation and it is about you having a safe space in which to have these conversations without anyone judging you. And I know we have this, I think we've watched a lot of television, so we've created this whole thing around therapy. Conversation. What's on your heart and your mind, and we need more of that. We really need more of that. And for you to realize where you got stuck so that you can find a path to navigate your way from that point. You know, some of us got stuck in our childhood. Some of us got stuck in our 20s. I don't we need to figure that out so we can start, so we can start navigating our way um, to a very
1: safe and beautiful place in our life. And I think one of the things that really you said is important is the fact is back in the day, no one talked about going to therapy anymore, right? And just recently. I went to coffee with a woman who I've met in person maybe two times, three times. She's a new mom, too. We gravitate to each other because we have no idea what we're doing. And, um, you know, she was like, you know what? I totally forgot. I said we could go to coffee at nine, but I have my therapy appointment. And, it, it you know, it's people are now so open about going. You know, we talk to others about it. Um, it, it makes it less, it used to have a stigma towards it, right? It was like, oh, you go to therapy. But now people realize like it's important, even if you don't have a traumatic event or even if you don't need medication or have anxiety, I think it's important to have someone that you can have an open, honest conversation with because those are hard. I think that once you become 18, you
2: should have, to, it's just be
1: required. Here's your car, here's
2: your therapist.
1: <laughs> I agree. I wish I would have gone sooner.
2: Yes yes but if you didn't go sooner here you go <laughs> you <know? laughs> and i think it was, once people go they'll realize it's not that scary <laughs> you
0: know? no i um i actually enjoyed it and i i love the moments where i was like completely right in the way i felt or and that was validation and there were moments where it was like well I don't understand why you thought that. Explain it to me. And in having to explain it, I was like, ah, man. I owe somebody an apology. (laughs) (laughs) But I was right, too. So never forget that.
1: But then, and Dr. Bernadette. Like, yeah, though,
2: don't you, didn't you feel like a freedom, like a weight that was lifted? I mean, whenever yeah. I process something and able to move past that thing, it it's really is in the rear view because a lot of times we say things are in the rear view and they're right in front of you. They're not, <laughs> you know. But when something really is in the rear view, you really do feel like this. Wow, that thing was really dragging me down and it's, you know, it's it's lifted, you know. So I, I just really feel like, it's no more than having a conversation with a friend, except for this person is trained to guide you better.
0: I mean, I really believe that you have to know yourself, understand who you are so that you know what your limits are, what you should push through. And like, like I wanted to be a pilot growing up and I had to come to the realization that at some point, like that's that's not going to work out for me. Um, <laughs> I I don't have the, the the greatest of eyesight. You know, I don't want to do the math part of it. So I had to, you, you have to know yourself and therapy was a great way to like learn more about myself to understand like, okay, this is how I'll respond in certain situations. And this probably may, it may be good. It may be bad, but you need to know who you are. Yes. Um. So if, if for nothing else, it helped me understand a little bit more about myself.
2: By the way, I'm still looking for my Hollywood star. I thought for sure I'd be like this like, <laughs> <laughs> by now.
0: <laughs> I saw it the other day. You, you just probably haven't run across it yet. It's it's out there.
2: <laughs> A picture of it?
0: <laughs> I, my phone, it's this thing. It, it doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work. yeah. Doesn't What work. had happened was.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so we've done all this talking about the state of the world and what we should do. We never ask, how are you? because you're the one who has to answer these questions. How are you doing?
2: Wow, thanks for asking. I'll be honest with you. Um, this pandemic has been challenging for me and my practice and it actually impacts us outside of our practices too. Um, it's really hard because we want people to be healthy. And so, it's kind of hard to be put in a position where you you feel like, you know, you're preaching to someone or you're there, you know, that you're against people believe that you are a part of a system that's trying to hurt them. And so for me, that was a very difficult position to be in because most doctors, we went into this profession to serve. We really did. Um, And so it's really hard for us to be, um, we feel like, to the problem, but you still are resisting us. So that's been a challenge for me. I mean, I leave the office many days feeling very tired, very drained, but I keep going back. So I feel like if maybe just if I got one more person to do the right thing, and not just in terms of just the COVID vaccine, but in terms of their health in general, you know, if I can bring down one, help one person have less anxiety about something or help one person, um, you know, have better health in terms of just their overall health, that I've made a difference somehow. And so this pandemic has really pushed me um, to do that, but it's also been very challenging. So it's been hard I've definitely been breathing a lot more definitely been meditating a whole lot more <laughs> you know? can't miss it I gotta do it before I go to work <laughs>
0: you know? uh, if no one told you today thank you
2: <laughs> Man.
0: well we say thank you because yes. I mean this is the I think the third time you've talked to the show about the pandemic and, and getting through to the other side and I, each time it's been helpful it really has um, and I we really thank you for just taking time because I know you've got to practice you've got things that you've got to do and you tip time out to, to like come talk to us and we're just we're just two people we <laughs>
1: <I'm> like, <laughs> trying to survive yeah <laughs> I, think also, it's like,
2: too. I mean, I'm hearing Morgan, and I heard the baby, and I'm so excited for her. And gosh. just so you know, Morgan, nobody knows what they're doing when
1: <laughs> <Thank goodness. laughs> Nobody. Let me tell you, <laughs> so this, whole, this baby off. and pandemic thing. <laughs> for all the new moms that are listening, let me tell you, I just... Raising like figuring out this birth thing was hard and, and figuring out the pregnancy, but doing it during the pandemic I mean I went to doctors and stuff and everyone's just kind of like you know, no one's really gone through this with the pandemic. You're gonna be and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Um I think just like you we all learn and I'm just I'm grateful for people like you, Dr. Bernadette, and the doctors that took care of me and took care of my baby and you know, I put a lot of trust into system and to doctors like you. And what I learned was, I am not a doctor for a reason. And my job is to trust the people that know what they're doing, right. And my job is to listen to them and realize they went to school for this. And when they tell me, you know what, Morgan, you should get the vaccine, or you know what, Morgan, it's better for you to have a baby, you know, to get, you know, do this or that, like, it's hard to trust people. I don't like trusting people. Um, It's not in my blood in my gut to like want to trust but it really was a moment this pandemic gave me to like step back and realize I have to trust the people that know what they're doing and it was hard and it was hard to blindly trust sometimes but you guys are you're the you're the experts not me I'm not an expert in this and so people like you I'm thankful for you guys because doctors are the ones who made me healthy and made my baby healthy and yeah you're doing the work yeah
2: and just understand I mean We know that it's scary and, you know, we're asking you to do a lot to trust us. Um, And we also ask for some grace because we're learning too. you know, this we're we're in this pandemic with you. We're not on the outside looking in. We're in it with you. We have family. We have friends. You know, I've seen family members die. I've had friends pass away and patients pass away. We're in the we're in this with you. So we're trying to be as transparent as possible. And if we do not tell you every you know, little bitty thing, it's because we're trying to come to help not increase your anxiety. So it's tough, for, yeah. it's tough for all of us, but if we just stay in it together, oh my gosh, if we really get in this thing together, everybody, I mean, everybody, if we get in this thing together, we can shake this thing loose. Come on now.
0: Come on. We really and can. If, if it'll help there's a cookout at the end of this whole thing. We all just gonna get together and cook out. Everybody's invited. I saw a a meme, not a meme, what do you call it when it's a video, but it's basically a meme, anyway, uh, where the guy was like, we're gonna invite the black people for the food and the Mexicans for like the party and like the whites are gonna bring all the crazy games that they play (laughs) and we're just gonna have a a hell of a time. And I was like, you know what, that sounds amazing. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) So if you guys just act right and put your masks on and get vaccinated, we will do a cookout. We will go down to the mall in D.C. We'll get buses to come in and we'll just have a cookout. And Joe Biden wants our vote, so he'll show up, too. (laughs) You know he will. He will. (laughs) Disingenuous, just there, hanging out.
1: Doesn't matter as long as he shows up. The <laughs> and I want him to bring his dog
0: too. <laughs> so that's our promise. You guys just get vaccinated and and wear masks until it's all gone. We will have a cookout.
2: I'll so, be there. Yes, and you have right here.
0: <laughs> and and Doctor Bernard, that's he's paying for all of it. All right. Nope. So um, when's the next time you coming by? <laughs> No, seriously, seriously, uh, you gotta. We gotta do this again sooner rather than later. It's been months, months. Next time, we'll talk about all of the things other than COVID.
1: Oh, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll have a normal conversation.
2: I'm looking forward to a time when we can just have some other conversations. That'll be so much fun.
0: Right. Well, once again, I appreciate it. Um, I'm glad two of my favorite people got to meet.
1: Yes, I'm excited.
0: If you guys start having conversations without me, you're both disinvited from the cookout.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're (laughs) disinvited from the cookout that Dr. Bernadette's (laughs) paying for, so really. Oh no, she's still gonna
0: cut the check. Don't get it wrong, (laughs) (laughs) she just won't be allowed to to come in. She can look from the outside. But um, this is really great. New platform, how about that? New platform. Video. We're going out live. Next
1: time, I'll actually do my makeup, so I actually don't look like this. But no. I will
0: also do no, my makeup.
1: <laughs> Before I came on here this time, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, uh, I'll pick a different background so I don't have baby books in the back next. But I think I'm going to stick with the pink. It's kind of, like, different. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sure. <laughs> I, um. No, no, I... Whatever you do is amazing to me, you know what?
1: Yeah, right, you know. But you know that you just don't want to take a fight with me.
0: Look, I told you, you've got two months. Once that baby time is over, I am coming for your neck. It is on.
1: I'm ready. (laughs) You know me, I'm a fighter.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm actually a little terrified of you. But, uh, cousin, it's great having you back.
1: Thank you. And
0: you know what, Morgan? I'm not going to let you choose what you are in the your family. You're my sister.
1: Oh, Look thank at that. you. I'll take that. You yeah. pay for
0: the cookout, you'll get promoted. <laughs> All right? So you see, I'm, I'm easy and, you know, bribeable. So anybody <laughs> out there want to be part of the family, you send me a check. I am there for it. <laughs> Ladies. No, you're still paying for the food. Let's not get away from that. I'll, I'll let you know. We'll just, the caterers will send you a bill. I won't make you have to pick out all the food or cook it or anything. The caterers will just send you a bill. Um, But this was great. This was great. Um, We're gonna do this again. How about we just like uh, box ourselves into a corner? Let's do it again next month.
2: Oh, that sounds great. I'm down.
0: All right, do it. So we'll do it next month and. I don't know. We'll figure out a topic, even if we just sit here and, and play virtual Monopoly or something.
2: I'm I down. think there'll be something to
0: talk about. Of course there be there'll something be something by to talk
1: next
0: about. We're <laughs> <laughs> sure. we so we'll cynical.
1: Zeta or something yeah, like that. We're don't so worry. cynical. Well, I'll start I'll telling be.
0: stories about the people <laughs> I know who... I'll be here. Oh, I've got stories for you about people who don't want to get the vaccine. Matter of fact, I always give you one story of true ignorance. I, I know a young man whose brother caught uh, Corona. His, his brother's girlfriend caught Corona. Two gentlemen in his office died from Corona. And his response was, this is how they get you. I'm not even sure if this is real. Oh. To which I just stared at him. Because really, what other response can you have at that point? You just got to stare at him.
2: But it also lets you know how deep denial goes i mean that's some real serious denial to be able to think like that so i mean i have to you know have some kind of compassion towards him that he could be in such deep denial
0: yeah compassion is one word for it i immediately cross (laughs) him off the list of people who were in to be in my my immediate circle yeah (laughs) you you can't come around here no more i tell you (laughs) you drop all the, the ends of your sentences when you express that all the English that you learned. Nah, you can't come around here no more. You gotta go. Go and get.
1: Can't stay here. <laughs> no.
0: Get on, you... go. All right. Well, thank you again. I don't think thank we can say you. that enough. We absolutely love you. We'll see you next month.
1: All next right. month.
0: Bye bye. All right. Bye.
1: Bye. bye.